Hello, Kingdom Speak listeners. You're going to really like this episode. We're going to tell you how to get what you want. Yeah, it's going to be one of those episodes. Every time. Yeah, it's a secret. It's a secret unlocking episode. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Mm-hmm. I have one of those. And another one of those. And one of those. Mm-hmm. Two of those. Extra sauce. You said secret sauce. Extra sauce. Yeah. Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my Don't favorite. Don't be dissing I'm not Chick-fil-A a, sauce. That's your opinion. Keep it to yourself. Just a straight up mayonnaise guy with the waffle fries. Oh, you've got to be kidding. No, I'm not. That's what I do. At Chick-fil-A? Yep. Yep. My go-to is that spicy chicken Sammy with waffle fries. Allie gets a soup. I'm like, what are you ordering soup for at Chick-fil-A? Well, I don't know. if the, What's the difference? Mayo on your fries. Ugh. Anyway. anyway. Really? You know what? You guys come up this weekend. We're going to have a healing line. I believe the Lord <laughs> can deliver you from that. <laughs> but can I don't, get a witness on that? But I don't can want, I get an amen? I don't want to be healed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bed that I'm sleeping on for the last 38 years. Yes, let me be. I'm comfortable. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Back to the previously discussed script. Five Star Apple Review says this, absolutely anointed in caps. So that mm. means he screams it, right? Absolutely anointed. Thank y'all for this anointed word. Thank y'all for doing this podcast. I promise it's working, Pastor McKillop. Thank you for your message back in February at the Deeper Conference in Tomball, Texas. Oh. Praying for y'all, producer Randy Moore, especially. Oh. We will Prayers. definitely say amen. A prayer. Amen. 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 Get a hallelujah. I wish he would have expounded a bit more on what he was praying for. Yes. We need a prayer chain. <laughs> I'm not sure who gets to claim the rights to the prayer. Which side? Me. Yeah. Starting a prayer chain around the world with Kingdom Speakers. Yeah. Who will give an hour to pray for producer Randy? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Just one hour. Yeah, can you pray with me for one hour? <laughs> Watch and pray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Watch and pray. Man, haven't the last two episodes been oh, crazy? Mm. They are resonating. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great to have these guys in the studio. Yes. The International Kingdom Speak studio, of course. Yes. But, uh, we don't just let anyone in here. We have a sign above the door. We have a fob access. This, it's high security. The sign doesn't work, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey. How hey. many times have we been recording and heard the door open? Yeah, so mm. a little inside track here. We bought a recording sign just because, you know, these random people would walk in on us in the middle of premium content recordings. So we're like, you know, we should get this sign that says recording, like all professional. So we buy the sign, get it installed. Now we can't find the remote. Turns it on. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we thought we were making a head. 
So how, how are we going to, to transition into today? How are we going to tell the King to Speak audience to get what they want? Yeah. You know, and how are we going to unlock this secret? I think first of all, you need to make sure you want the right thing because when you get it, you want to make sure you want what you got. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, Which one, which story do you want? (laughs) I remember hearing the story just a couple minutes ago. Oh, man. Speaking of lights. Yeah, okay. So I'll go, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. So. You have to do it as animated as you did before the tape was rolled. Yeah, so let's back up to pandemic-related oh. price raging, right? So if you if you are if you if you're a homeowner or if you've done any sort of renovations in the last two years, <clears throat> the gouging, oh lord. So we started to build a deck. Timing was great. We ripped it off right before the pandemic started, did the demolition. And then we're like, yeah, in the springtime, we're going to build this deck on the back of our house. So, yeah, it's a great plan. Long story short, we built it. We did it. Boom. Paid probably three times what we normally would have, but we got her done. So this spring, it's all done. Shout out to uh, my newfie contractor, Jordan, who... uh, just nailed it. Oh, he literally. Is a, literally. He, is, he is a faithful listener, by the way. Yeah. He he actually worked on the studio. Yes, yes. he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous buy. Premium. Yeah. Yes, buy. So <laughs> if you've never met a newfie and talked to them, you really should because it's it's awesome. Yeah. They're speaking English, but yet not really. Anyways, <clears throat> let's get to the point. I have the idea. I want to install some lighting underneath the railing along my deck. So, of course, I go on Amazon, which is what all professionals do, <laughs> uh, buy the light strips, figure out that I'm going to need two sets. I'm going to need two 32-foot sets to make this work the way I want. So, what did you call this thing? Chummy. A chummy. Did you know you buy chummies on Amazon yes. as well for light <laughs> yes. strips? Yes. They work in a, yeah, a lot of different places. So, the, the flaw in the setup is... I have to join these two light strips together and they're really not meant to be joined together the way I want to do it. So um, set number one comes in. I lay it all out. This is perfect. Uh, It's adhesive tape underneath the light strip. So we install it all and get to the point where these two strips meet together and the chummy. Enter the chummy. Enter the chummy. And the chummy uh, fails. Dies. Right? And keep in mind, as a seasoned contractor, I've spent probably a half a day at this point working on this. So it doesn't work. Oh, I just wanted my deck to have light strips on it. Didn't work. So you go through the return process on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Which is you print this off, you jump through this hoop, you yep. double tap this, you circle that, you <coughs> dot that, you cross the T, and you send it back, and then we think we'll send you another one. Uh, next one comes in. Uh, I a week later. Yeah, a week later. So now my light strips are half working. So half the deck is lit. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> it's not what I wanted. Uh, it's not what I wanted. Is that what you want? I wanted the whole thing to work. But I thought this was about getting what you wanted. 
That's what this episode's about. It's a journey, folks. Let me just tell you, it's a journey. It's okay. a long one. Okay. Uh, long story short, let's jump over a whole, you know, three or four episodes worth of drama to say, today, box number four is supposed to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> Box I'm, number three. I'm picking up a bit of sick heartedness. Oh, oh. Box number three. I had it all installed back to where the chummy is. <laughs> you can't make this up. Yeah. I had all the adhesive tape off the back of the strip stuck up underneath. It was perfect. It was lined up. I had tested the light. Everything is going to work. I go to manipulate the light strip into the chummy, <laughs> and the end of the light strip just traumatically breaks into <laughs> oh. I I just I, I don't want to say I lost it uh, 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 uh. because we expect more out of kingdom speakers yes we do we do but I stood on my deck and I fumed <laughs> I will put it that way I thought I could hear something when was this that was Saturday it yeah. Well, that, yeah 3 p.m didn't where we, were you didn't we get New a, Jersey <laughs> <laughs> didn't we get a fire call that day <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so yeah, there's my story. I, and I still want it. So you were dealing with a classic case of hope deferred. Oh, to put it lightly, to put it lightly. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And I'm still, I'm still, I'm still there. I, I but when desire time. cometh, it is. it is a tree of life. Is it going to be tonight's tonight? Tonight's the night. Tonight's, tonight's the, night. the night. In the rain, I will wire this and do it. I will do it. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Come back That's next week, and we will talk. Actually, what? we're probably talking to Rodney Shaw next week. So the week after, come back and ask me how the deck looks. <laughs> In what? the rain. I will report to you from the burn unit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. It's just one of them things. So I think you've just verbalized what we've all experienced. At, at some point in her life. Mm-hmm. That's just one of them, yeah. You sound like you need to talk about a few more, are you? Yeah, no, not right now. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like wanting something, and when you get what you want, you don't want what you got. Yeah, have you ever bought something on eBay? Or wherever you buy clothes online? Online retail shopping, yeah. you know? yeah. It's like, yeah, that's... It looks perfect. Yeah, the measurements so, of the jacket or whatever, it's perfect. Yeah, it's going to fit me. Yep. It's what I want. Yep. It shows up and you pull it out of the box. As soon as you pull it out of the box, it's just like... And, and part, of, part of the process of embracing from a rural setting, mm-hmm. ordering online, is that you have access to things that you would never have access sure. to before. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, the, it's the five to seven business days to get it after you click it <laughs> that you are anticipating yep. the arrival of what you desire. So you know what that has done to me? Especially, I would say, after the last two years where we're even more online retailing than ever. Uh, I don't let myself go. <laughs> yeah, so your expectation's low? I would say you lost grip of that, though, with these light strips. <laughs> Man. <laughs> like, how could this possibly go wrong? That's yeah. where it got me, right? But, it's but like With all of these desires that you guys are talking about, they all, up until this point, have been returnable. 
<laughs> oh no! I'm just gonna point that what, out. What do you have uh, for a story? No, 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 no. Well, okay, no, let's no. pan right yeah. over to Randy. You, you, you have to no. tell and us. see. No, you, no. Yeah, I don't. He's have a getting story. nervous right I'm, now. I'm just saying, his <laughs> desires. You can return them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, so there is, there's this side. Are we doing weddings now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, oh. No, no. Weddings are not returnable. They are not. They are not returnable. <laughs> they should not be done online either. Oh, <laughs> oh man, are we on? Oh, well, boy, that just happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, not knowing what's going on. Shout out to all the online wedding people in the audience. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you met your wife at the following address, <laughs> www. We are talking to you. Uh, <laughs> brutal. We are Absolutely talking brutal. to you. Yeah. No, man. So there's, there is this part of, um, <clears throat> they say this about planning like vacations. Mm -hmm. That anticipating the vacation is almost mm. of equal worth as it relates to its impact on your well-being yeah. as being on the vacation. Yes. Yeah, just knowing that the tickets are bought. Yeah. Yep. And it is. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Versus uh, sometimes when life gets a little crazy and it's like we look at the next six months and go, do you know what, if we don't go tomorrow, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you still enjoy it, but you miss the, the climactic mm -hmm. uptick as you approach ah, 30 more days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Hyatt talks about that, um, about uh, planning to unplug. So he has this thing for leaders where, um, I forget what it's called now, but his, I mean, the guy seems to put out a book every three months. But one of the things I remember reading where he talks even about to leaders is to actually experience what you should at vacation time. You need to plan on how to do that. Because if not, then you're going to spend your vacation trying to unplug, and it's too late. Because <laughs> vacation's over, so you have to yeah. And 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 by the the fifth day in, you're just <laughs> starting, and and 24 hours later, you have to pack your suitcase to go home. So anticipation is part of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the problem with anticipation is, is you do set yourself up for disappointment. Yes, because mm -hmm. what sure if it doesn't deliver? Yeah, for sure. Right. Um. I've 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 stood in line at restaurants anticipating mm. what was going to happen and oh, been yeah. disappointed with the delivery. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is the classic case of what, what Solomon is writing about in Proverbs, that hope deferred maketh the heart sick, mm -hmm. but when desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So that's really kind of what we're, mm -hmm. we've spent the last 10 minutes we all setting up because we all do have our own story and you do make a great point. Those were all returnable. Mm -hmm. Not every disappointing situation in life can be fixed with a 30 day guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. 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 Mm -hmm. And sadly there are more severe things than having a dark deck versus yep. a mood lit deck. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, Okay. Let me say this. Desire is this thing <clears throat> that kind of makes us human creatures a bit different from all of the other inhabitants of the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, the animal kingdom, uh, let's 
bring Milo into the discussion? Has, yeah. he, has, he, has he been traumatized by what you've been going through on the deck? Or is he just going out and enjoying the deck regardless? He didn't even get it. Lighting. He didn't even get it. <clears throat> he didn't? He walked out and looked around. He's like, hey, Dad. He's like, man, we're supposed to be playing Frisbee right now. What are you doing? You spent a lot of time out here, which is not normal for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, why is there smoke coming from your head? <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't So animals and yeah. humans operate on different channels. Now, there would be some that would make the argument that, that the animal kingdom has desires. I, I think that's probably better defined as impulses. Yeah, that's right. Um, even to procreation or anything, there's, there's cycles that have to drive this versus the desire that human beings have is for relationship, and there's that companionship, and, and that's, that's what sets the foundation. Mm-hmm. So it makes us unique creations that we desire. We can, we can literally be sitting here having this discussion and you're dreaming about opening that box tonight yeah. Yeah. And, and, and finishing what you desire. It's a complex thing. It is. You know, like if you think of, um, when I think of Boston, I think of places like Mike's Pastry. Yes. Or Bova or, yes. you know, walking, walking down those streets. Yes, those New York. I'm thinking of Peter Luger's. Uh, mm. Paris, Randy, what are you thinking of? And where do you start? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a complex thing where if I said, hey, let's go wherever, yeah. let's go to Quebec City. And, and Right. And desire is a very, very convoluted topic. Yeah. Okay. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. It leads you to fulfillment and that can be positive or negative. Exactly. Yeah, you have to right? control it. So you've got to control desires. The first time that we start reading about in literal defined terminology about desire is with Eve and she's getting the official reprimand from God. Right? And mm-hmm. so God has just dealt with with Lucifer and said, "Okay, you snake, you're going to crawl on your belly from this point on mm-hmm. eating dust." Then he looks at Can Eve. I interrupt just to ask, so that means he wasn't crawling before? Not quite I likely. Just, okay, that's kind of a trippy subject. Yes, it is. Yeah, let's move on. Yes, it is. Go ahead and think about this. No. He I was talking. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking. Yeah. Weird stuff. Yes. Okay. So the if, if that happened to me today, just... Saying, oh man, the snake kind of walked up to me and started chatting. I'd lose my mind. Keep today. the snakes away from I've, me. I am not a snaky guy. I've talked to a few of those. Uh, have walking, you walking snakes? Walking snakes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's back at it again. I hope Eric is not listening to this today. <laughs> Guys, he's stirring the pot. That's my job. He is. He is. So, God looks at Eve and 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 sends all of the feminist movement right into a frenzy mm-hmm. by stating that, he's, that, that her sorrow will be multiplied, her conception will be multiplied, mm-hmm. which is also an interesting concept. And in sorrow, she will bring forth children. And then what's he say? Thy desire shall be to thy husband. Thy desire mm-hmm. shall be to thy husband. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in the, in the, in the proper parsing of what is being said there he is literally saying now you are going to be challenging your husband Mm -hmm. there's going to be conflict there interesting 
okay? Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to all of the six-packed packing men out there. He was not saying <clears throat> that he, your husband will now be irresistible to you. You will just so desire him. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the greater context is there's going to be something within you mm-hmm. that detests headship mm-hmm. and, and there will be a residency within you to overthrow it. Okay? And he shall rule over thee. So there's going to need to be an authority to keep that desire in check. You don't have it. Someone else is going to bring it to the table. Mm -hmm. Okay? But then there is a a pretty quick digression when we go one generation later and we start reading about Cain. Mm -hmm. So Cain and Abel are having this squabble. They've offered sacrifices. God has accepted Abel's sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Cain's sacrifice uh, was not acceptable to God. So the concept that the sacrifices were immaterial to God and he didn't have an opinion about the sacrifices is an erroneous opinion. All right. Let's go ahead and let us know how you feel about that. Well, I just did. Read Hebrews. All right. Wow. Do you need to stop there? No, No, but I've heard heard that argument. Okay. that, That... there was no difference in the sacrifice. There was clearly a difference in the sacrifice, and God had an opinion about it. And here is Cain mm-hmm. struggling with God accepting one, his brothers, and rejecting his. And read, what, what does he say? Uh, the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted, and if thou doest not well, yes, sin lieth at the door. If you do not well, sin lieth at the door. Mm-hmm. And unto thee shall be his desire. And thou. Sin, I want you to notice the echoing of what God had been saying to Eve here. Very similar, yes. Right? Yep. You, do, you, do you pick that up? There is a, a parallel track here. Sin's desire mm-hmm. is to have you. And thou shalt rule over him. And thou shalt rule over him. This is the Adam-Eve sin over Cain comparison. Hmm. If you're going to win the battle over being a sinner, this is no small thing. If you're going to win the battle of being over being a sinner, you got to be the boss. Yeah, that's very true. You have to take control. You have to rule over it. Sin wants you, and if you don't do right, and we don't, we don't have time to break down the role of proper sacrifices and that approach to all of that, but just I'm, I'm trying to extract the principle here. If you don't do right and, and what you do is not acceptable, sin uses that to exercise its desire over you. And the only way that you can reverse that mm-hmm. is that you have to rule over it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not going to be a sinner, I'm going to have to be the boss. Yeah. It almost implies that you, well, it doesn't just imply, we all know this, that you have to, if you just leave yourself to your impulses and not force yourself to do stuff. Yes. And take control, like you say, of yes. your impulses and take control of your temptations. Right. Uh you end up to be a pretty terrible human being. And that's in all of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
That's in all of us. The life... As a result of original sin. Mm -hmm. The life of the individual that you just described that is out of control, he's... Mm -hmm. He is stealing and... Okay, well, let's go there. Deuteronomy chapter 5. All right, 521. Neither shalt thou desire thy neighbor's wife. Okay, so he's he's telling us what not to desire. Right. Mm-hmm. Do not desire your neighbor's wife. Okay? So this is a huge shout-out to all of my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just yeah. so you know. Now, I have lived in some neighborhoods where it was easier to obey that than others. <laughs> How oh, about your neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. Okay. Don't desire your neighbor's wife. Yeah. Neither shalt thou covet thy neighbor's house. Uh, uh, this is getting a little... Uh, yeah. I may have failed that one before. Uh, his field or his manservant or his maidservant, his ox or his ass or anything that is thy neighbor's. Uh-huh. Wow. That... Cuts a little uh-huh. close to the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> got to watch what you whatever he's Whatever he's got, you need to leave it alone. You don't need to desire it. <sighs> yeah, but, I, man, it's nice stuff, and I want it. Yeah. I really want what Derek has for a deck. Yeah. You want Derek's lights? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I need Derek's chummy. <laughs> no. Is that very, not a, is very that, true. Is that not a trap? It is. That's exactly what it is. I know we, as a teenager, as a young person, you would struggle. I would struggle with, oh, I'd like to have that pair of sneakers. Yep. You know? Yep. Oh, he's got nice. The jacket, the hat. They didn't have AirPods when I was a kid, but it makes me yep. sound old. Yeah. You have to be the boss of that impulse. You have to control it. You don't get away from that as you age. Yeah. It doesn't change, does yeah. it? Yeah. No. In fact, when you begin to, you know, if you experience success and the blessing of the Lord, then you you have those desires, and then you have a little bit of ability to go after them. Yeah, maybe make it happen. You, you, so, can, you can devise means <laughs> oh, exactly. by which you can attain exactly. what you desire. Right? So your car is paid for. So my car is paid for right now. But it's running great. So, man, why don't I just, I want a new one. Mm-hmm. Ah, man. But your neighbor has a new one. I know. All these people have new cars and, around And me. he doesn't yep. make as much money as you. Yeah, surely. So, I, you will deserve uh, it. Why not? You deserve it. Th- this is, but, but this is real talk here. Yeah. This, yeah, this is true kingdom it, speak it, right it, here. It's true. Yeah. Because you don't know the payment that that guy's making on that. Not at all. So, he don't have a $150,000 Tesla. He doesn't own it. He's got a payment. Mm-hmm. You think he's got a car? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want a Tesla. We, act, I actually, I actually seen a Kingdom speaker last week that had one, and it's awesome. And I am thrilled for him. Someday, someday. So, just to be clear, God, I don't desire his. I just want mine. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> he needs to be able to keep his. I want mine. Maybe he wants to upgrade. If, if you're listening and you need an upgrade. Yeah. You know, if you donate Re- it to me, I'll me. take it. I'll take it. I'll even remember plug me. it into my house and everything. I'll we would... Uh, We'd put your name on the license plate. Yep. We'd actually put it in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Big plaque. Yeah. What you, what you desire begins to entangle you. Okay? Right. right. It, it, it has it, to. It begins to... It, it begins to form the decisions that you make. 
Yeah. Yep. Right? You begin to think differently. Uh, and, and let me throw this out just as a, as a, as a, a balance. If you're ever around someone that doesn't desire anything, that's, that's a, a pretty lame individual as well. Well, yeah, I was going to say the hallmarks of a successful person are they have very strong desires. Right. Right. But they're good desires. Right. So, so <laughs> here's the deal. And, and I think this is where we've got to, we've, we've got to get with this discussion is so I mentioned the, the, the kingdom speaker that has a, a nice car. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be critical of that guy. No, 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 no. I need to sit down and go, I want to learn how to run my business like you're running your business. Yep. So I don't desire what you want. I desire the principles that you're using. Mm-hmm. I can get what you've got if I can do what you do. Boy, that's key. Right? So I want to desire. I can look at another ministry mm-hmm. and desire how that man preaches and appreciate mm-hmm. it. And oh, Or I can real. say, yeah, it's getting real now. I, I mm-hmm. can sit down and say, now, now, how is he approaching Scripture to come up with that? What's going on, yeah. I can come up with my own thoughts if I can begin thinking how he's thinking and approaching scripture how he's approaching scripture. This works in everything. This works in you look at a you look at a happy married couple, you know, uh, which you should look at people around you. If you know, if you have friends who are happy, you say, Hey, I'd love I want my relationship to be like that. Right. Right. You have to work at that stuff and develop the desire to say, look, right? Yep. You have to desire it. Yep. Yeah. So you do need to desire to be better than you are. Mm-hmm. You need to desire for your relationship to be better. So I want you, I want I want to make a correlation here, um, and I believe that, that it's made again in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. A couple chapters later, the seventh chapter, he's talking about them moving in mm-hmm. and driving nations out of the promised land little by little. Yep. All fascinating stuff. But he says, now when you get there and you and you are you're you're destroying these kingdoms mm-hmm. in verse 25 he says when you get there yep. there's going to be something i need you to do the graven images of their gods shall you burn with fire the graven images of their gods i want you to burn them with fire that's right okay why thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them ah how come we shouldn't do that mm. i would think mm. that in the grand scheme of of conquest that when we conquer something we have the pleasure of plundering it mm-hmm. okay sure you can even read about in scripture where well, they did there's it. times where god told them to yeah but here he specifically gives the instruction as it relates to the gods that they have okay do not desire the silver or gold that is on their gods lest thou be snared snared mm-hmm. so for the first time we see him openly him being god openly co- putting a correlation between what you desire and how it ensnares you mm-hmm. it has the ability to entangle you and trip you up yeah okay now we all we we we've just read a negative example of this, but I want to put a little different spin on it. If I'm desiring the right thing, this principle should work the same as if I'm desiring the wrong thing. Correct. 
Yeah. If, if desiring my neighbor's wife, my neighbor's house, my neighbor's man, servants, maid servants, his fields, if desiring that could entangle me so it trips me up so I become the neighbor that nobody wants because I am mm -hmm. after everything that you've got, then if I take that and I reverse that and my desires become after that which is righteous, after that which is godly, wholesome, mm -hmm. then it also ensnares me. Exactly. And right. it keeps me from being a useless, lazy individual, but I become ensnared by, by the pursuit of desiring. Let, let me give you a prime example. One thing have I desired of the Lord, mm -hmm. and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. If I can make that my desire, then anything that, that, that would lead me to wander astray from that desire... The more I desire to be in the house of God, the more entangled I get. Yeah. So I refuse to yeah. take a job that's going to pull me from mm -hmm. being in the house of God. I've got a desire. Because I'm, I'm, I'm entangled by this. Mm -hmm. I, my life will not exist without being in church. That's right. So I'm sorry. I, I have to turn that job down. Mm. I have to turn that move down. I have to because I'm entangled by what I desire. Yeah, so often we always talk about the negative side of it. Yeah. But it cuts both ways. It does. It cuts it does. both ways. So so let's let's talk a bit more and you've already you've already dove into this, but will you want what you want when you get what you want? Well again Man, that question right there is the whole episode. And this applies to non returnables. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll spare us uh, a bit of reading because I don't want time to get away from us. But, but the story is that Israel is in the wilderness and they are cranky. They are no longer happy that their pastor can hit a rock and water come out of it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, how long has it been since your pastor did that? <laughs> you need to start desiring that. <laughs> no longer happy that they're in a wilderness that rains food. Mm -hmm. Just a small little supernatural phenomenon there. How quick does humanity just absorb that and accept it as normal and... Not a big deal anymore. Pretty quick, obviously, because then they in turn look at God and say, well, could God furnish a table in the wilderness? What? Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Every time you open your tent flap, there's food laying on the ground. It's angels' food. And they said, no, we want meat. That's what we want. And we want lots of it. Mm -hmm. And so God... And read that one verse in 29 of Psalm 78. So they did eat, and they were... Uh, actually, jump, jump, jump to, to, to uh, I guess, 28. Okay. So these quails and feathered fowls, they, there's just... Oh, let me back to 27, because I like this. Okay. He rained flesh also upon them as dust, and feathered fowls... <laughs> Would that not get your attention? Like as the sand of the sea. Like, whoa, something's falling out of the sky. Yeah. 
my opinion of that is that's gross. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? But they desired this. Remember this. Yeah, th- this is what they asked for. <clears throat> this is what they asked for. And it's gross. And God gave it to them. Like, ugh, yeah, it's... Okay. I have a fresh opinion of this. Let me tell you that story in a second. And he let it fall in the midst yep. of their camp round about their habitations. So they did eat and we, and were well filled. For he gave them their own desire. For he gave them their own, their own desire. desire. Wow. I'm just thinking about this from a hygiene perspective. I think about stuff weird. You guys, everybody that listens knows that. Says the guy. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Go. <laughs> <clears throat> It's all the same water. (laughs) He knew exactly where I was going. Yeah, Yeah, he knew it. (laughs) Can you imagine how dirty and gross this would have been? Get the mental picture of all of these quails, gross quails laying all over the ground. And these people taking them with their hands and ripping them apart. And like, did they cook them? What did they do with them? He fried them, probably. It's just gross. It's just, but is that not desire? Right? Right. When you see if you us are, at our base nature, it's just, oh, it's, yeah. And, and so we bring this into our relationship with God. Oh, man. Yeah. And we say, well, this is what we want. And we, total, we give total disregard to what God has done in the past, like water out of a rock, oh boy. bread from the heavens, and we say, could God do this? And it ticked him off. And he said, can God do this? You watch God do this. And that's what we do. Yes. And it's driven by desire. And while it's still in their teeth, <laughs> a plague breaks out. Okay? So when... Their desire came, the judgment of God came with it. Now, when your desire comes is a big deal. Now, the, 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 the wise man said that when your desire comes, it's a tree of life, but not every time. Mm-hmm. Not every time. You have to be desiring the right thing for it to be a tree of life. Okay? So here's another example in Mark, the 10th chapter, of the disciples coming to him, mm-hmm. James and John, sons of Zebedee, you know where it's him. going. Yeah. You know. Saying, Master, we yes. would that thou shouldest do for us <laughs> whatsoever we shall desire. Is that not the approach yeah. that, that can get a hold of us? Yeah. If we're not careful. So here I am at church again, God. Aren't and you proud are, of me? These Look are spiritual me. dudes, right? These are guys. That, these are inner circle. Yeah, leaders. These aren't the 70 that wandered away. Yeah, so it's definitely a mousetrap that we all can step in. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's impossible to be so close to God that you can't still struggle with your desire. Yeah, it's not even, yeah, proximity, yes. You even have an encounter with him, obviously, where yes. you, you get to where he is, and yes. this, this is what you do. You yes. say, hey, we just want you to do what we want. <laughs> is that humorous? Yeah. Like, that's humorous. Now, I do notice that that statement wasn't written in the book of John. Mark noted that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good, actually. That's a great observation. <laughs> okay, because, listen... Uh, I think I don't know if I included. Jesus said this. unto them, 
Yeah, later, and because, uh, let me see, for the ten heard it in verse 41, and they were much displeased with James and John. So Mark heard them say that and went, Whoa. bunch of doofuses. I'm going to put that in my book. <laughs> they came to Jesus and said, we just have a small request. Just whatever we want, we want you to give it to us. You if you could just meet that, it would make us happy. Do you think that's a trap? even in our prayer lives? It can be. So we're spiritual, right? We get up every day and we read our Bible and pray and we do all that stuff. That's what kingdom speakers do. But I guess I'm just hearing from this right now, man. This is a call to check yourself. Like, So you meet Jesus. What are you going to say to him? <laughs> and what are you going to ask him? Yeah. You have that oh. opportunity one-on-one. Now, 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 don't allow this fact to be lost on you. Jesus is on his way to give the ultimate sacrifice, the the single-handedly most selfless act of love recorded in human history. Mm -hmm. An innocent man Mm -hmm. laying down his life for others. And in the wake of that ultimate humility, servitude, and sacrifice mm-hmm. is two, I gotta say it, quail heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll give you two rim shots there. That's great. Rim shots. Oh, Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that was a little bleed over from our other example. So here's these two quail heads saying, Oh, we kind of picked up that there might be a little vacuum in leadership here because you're leaving. So we would like to be. Uh, the two vice presidents of the corp. As if you didn't have a plan. And we preface, yes, right. And we preface that request by whatever we are fixing to ask you, you just give us whatever we want. I wonder if at any point in their life, like how many thousand times did they go, I can't believe I said that. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jesus' response was, you don't even know what you're asking for. You know not what you ask. Now, folks, that's the deal. Mm -hmm. We've got to keep our desires in check because many times we don't even know what we're asking for. That's right. It's good intention. We want it. Yeah. And Jesus is going, if you only knew. If I gave this to you, he knew that they wanted it because they wanted to be served. They wanted prestige. They wanted position. Mm-hmm. And then he follows it up later from verse 40 to 45 by saying, you're coming from a kingdom where the greatest mm-hmm. is who sits in the chief seat. Mm-hmm. But in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. the greatest is the greatest servant. So instead of being served, if I give you that position, it's going to require that you serve more. And so you don't even want, you won't even want what you desire when you get it. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, well, I want to be the pastor because I, I know the but not you don't you wouldn't even want it when you get it. What did Bishop say? You were gone. He talked about serving like a king. That was at power conference. Bishop Tipton, I think, <clears throat> said that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Bishop McKillop said something similar too. But yeah, they they both said very similar things about. What serving. was it you? Uh, I just, it just, I shouldn't even have brought it up because I don't remember what it was, but it was something like that. Yeah, serve like a king. 
Anyway, I can't remember the other half. It was profound. Yeah, we'll have to post it if it's we find totally, it. It's totally what it is. Rule, rule like a servant. That's it. That's it. Yep. Rule like a servant. Serve, serve like, like a king. king. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, that hits. Rule like a servant. Serve like a king. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, I've got to throw this out there even in the sense of for ministry because there's often a misquoted verse where Paul is in, is is speaking in his letter to Timothy and we often quote it to be this is a true saying if a man desire the office of a bishop he desires a good thing. Mhm. That's a great desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we interpret that to be that his desire is good. Mhm. That is not what that scripture says. What? Read that scripture. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. That is simply a statement of fact. That is not kudos to what he desires. Right. Right. That is simply stating that what you're desiring is a good thing. It's a good thing. That doesn't mean that you're qualified to desire it, nor is that an encouragement that everybody should desire it. That is how it is often interpreted, mm-hmm. and you hear that being thrown around casually at the coffee tables with all young men saying, well, hey, if you desire the office of a bishop, that's a good thing. No, that's not what he's saying. Yeah, keep desiring it? Well, yeah. No. Yeah, no. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this out for our consideration. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to be under a a man that is in the office of a bishop that is not qualified to be in the office of a bishop. That's right. That is why he goes on and gives stringent qualifications that must be met. You cannot just get this position because you desire it and both God and the Apostle Paul be applauding you. Mm. The office of a bishop is a good work. Desiring the office of a bishop you don't need to desire it if you're not called to it. You need to leave it alone. You don't want to be under a pastor that is only a pastor because he desires to be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a few good stories from the audience on that one. But yeah, it's not. You a want comp- to be under a pastor that's called to be a pastor. It's not a competition of desires that gets you into that. You don't just desire it enough to 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 achieve it. Right, so we had Bishop Lambeth on with us a few weeks ago. It's like, well, man, he finally got what he desired. Uh, no, he's actually qualified to be a bishop, actually. Yeah. He, he didn't get that because he just prayed long enough and desired enough that God said, oh. okay, James and John, I'll give you the position that you want. That's right. Because you asked, <laughs> That's right. I, I'm, you both said it. The guys that do that are the ones that are qualified. Yes. I'm sure there are times yes. in Bishop Lambeth's life that the office of a bishop may not be his strongest desire. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. You'd uh-huh. want to be qualified. Yeah, he's there because that's where yeah. he's supposed to be. Yeah. The other thing is I don't let it miss me that it says he desires a good work. Work. It's work. Work. That's what it is. It's work. Yeah. It absolutely is work. We're, we work with you enough to see enough that I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> enough said. Yeah. So, as a leader, 
I want to give you an example of what really kind of got me started on all of this a few weeks ago. As a leader, we do need to be careful with what we desire in the same way that everyone has to be cautious with what they desire. All right. Okay. And here is, here is an example of this in the life of King David. So he has been leading a military campaign. He is wreaking havoc with the Philistines. He's hopping from cave to cave. He's weary. He's, he's exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. And in this exact case, he's thirsty. He's thirsty. Mm-hmm. And this is what he, what he says in 2 Samuel, the 23rd chapter. Now, I want you to read through this because this is really the meat of what I want to talk about. And David was then in hold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me a drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem. David longed. He desired. He longed. Right. Yep. Okay. Which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem. So there's, there's, there's some mighty men sitting there, and they hear David's longing. Mm-hmm. They hear his desire. Okay? I don't think that, that that escaped his lips as a command. I think it was probably a subconscious expression of almost like a sigh that falls off the lips at the end of the day of what I wouldn't give for a drink of water from the wells of Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three mighty men hear the desire of the king and say, we need to make this happen. Yeah. Okay. By the gate. And they go. Here's, Here's the problem with this story is the Philistine garrison is occupying the regions where the well of Bethlehem is. And so? So the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water of the well of Bethlehem. You realize how, how fast you just read something that literally was life and death. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of broke through the garrison and took the water. Like, this is life and death. Mm-hmm. They are putting their life on the line to obtain for David what he desires. Mm. Okay? Yep. That was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, Mm. but poured it out unto the Lord, and he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things did these Three mighty men. Interesting little nugget here. We have another example of water and blood. Mm-hmm. Little baptismal nuggets there. Okay, he tied that to mm. this is the blood of these three men that brought this because of their sacrifice to get it. That's why being baptized in Jesus' name in water is the application of the blood. Okay, moving right along. Um, David when his desire came to him. He said, this is too much. I can't consume this on myself. So he pours it out unto the Lord, and God accepts that as a sacrifice. 
his desire when it came was acceptable as a sacrifice. So I'm reading this a few weeks ago, and this is what God kind of thundered at me was this, is if you obtained, if you obtained what you desired, could you offer it to God as a sacrifice and him accept it? Wow. Think about that. Think about it. If you got what you desired right now, mm-hmm. could you offer it to God and God accept it? That becomes the guardrails that needs to monitor whether you're desiring the right things or not. Mm-hmm. Okay? If when you get what you desire, you can't offer it to God in worship, then there's a good chance you should not get what you desire. You need to change what you're desiring. You say, well, Pastor McKillop, how in the world can, can so I'm desiring the next, the next job. I'm desiring the next level in my career. How do I, you absolutely can offer that, that to God in sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm desiring a relationship. If you entering a relationship with that man or woman will cause you to cease worshiping, then that's a good chance that you need to change what you're desiring. If you can't shout in the new shoes you're desiring, you probably shouldn't get the new <laughs> shoes. If you can't run the aisles and shout in the new suit that you're desiring, you probably shouldn't get the new suit. If you can't drag someone to church in the new car that you're desiring, then you probably should keep the old one that you've got. Yeah, if the kitchen table's too nice. Yeah. If the house is too nice mm. to have a neighborhood party so that you can try to impact somebody with the gospel, God. then it's quite likely that you don't mm. deserve what you desire. Great you stuff. have got to be able to give God. When your desire comes, you've got to be able to offer it to God in sacrifice or else it's not the right thing. And this makes Deuteronomy more uh, applicable when we understand that, well, you can't give your neighbor's car to God as worship <laughs> or yeah, your neighbor's house. He knows where it came from. You're going to have to do that for your own. Yes. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I think we see a prime example of this that even overlaps into ministry once again. And, and dare I say this, I've, oh, seen, I've seen some guys who've got a ministry and they've lost the ability to worship. Ooh. So now they can preach, but they forgot how to shout. And now they can teach, but they forgot how to worship. And they can certainly tell everybody else how to worship. Mm-hmm. But now that they've gotten what they've desired, now that they got the church that they've desired, and now that they've got the position that they've desired, they've lost the ability to offer it to God as a sacrifice. So you're saying these would be the guys that would drink the water? They would drink the water. <laughs> and they would think that the three mighty men owed it to them. <laughs> Ouch. Right? How would you feel as David, right? It's like, man. What I can't I'm, drink that. Understanding what you guys just went through? So that story is more about David than it is about what those guys did. 
Certainly. <clears throat> it's about... It's more of a reflection on David's character. Yeah, his condition of... Of, man, oof. I know I wanted it, but now that I've got it, I'm not even worthy. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this is God's and God's alone. I, that's what I want, man. I, I, if, 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 okay, you don't want to be pastored by someone who doesn't desire to be better. Oh, yeah. Right? So as a pastor, I do have desires to be better, desires to be more effective, mm-hmm. desires to be a better student, desires, desires, desires. Desires for the church to be better. Yeah, you have to. But I certainly do not want that when that desire comes, I feel like I've arrived now. We're in this building program. God's brought us thus far. We're we're working our way through it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We're yeah, thrilled. It's great. We're excited. Solomon done the same thing. Okay? And, and, and the Bible says that when he had put all of the work and it was all completed, 1 Kings, the ninth chapter details it, he had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all of Solomon's desire, which he pleased to do. Okay, When he was completely done, the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time and said unto him, I've heard your prayers and your supplications that you've made. And I have hallowed this house. Which mm-hmm. house? The one that you desired to build. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is the very house that David wasn't permitted to build. So for David, this house was a hope deferred that made the heart sick. It sure was. For Solomon, when that desire came to fruition, it was a tree of life. And God, this is what he said, I've hallowed the house which you built, and I have put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually when Solomon's desire was come, when Solomon's desire was come, God moved in it. I want the desires that I have, when they become tangible, when they arrive, I want God to be able to inhabit what I'm desiring. And if he can't, I need to change what I desire. And if he can't, I need to embrace the fact that he said no. The reality is, is if David would have built that house, God wouldn't have moved in. Mm-hmm. But when Solomon built it, God moved in and said, now I'm, I'm going to establish my name here forever. When we move around the corner, when that building's complete, it would be a complete and abysmal failure if God don't move in. Whatever I desire, if it's a career, if it's a wife, a husband, a relationship, if it's a, a, a new vehicle, a, an upgraded home, whatever it is, I want God to be able to inhabit what I desire. When my desire comes, I want to be able to offer it to God and worship. <laughs>